Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For connectors, cables, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And by the Ham Station. Get your new radio or antenna by calling 800-729-4373 or go to hamstation.com. It's Ham Radio. Hey, good evening, everyone, and welcome to another Ham Talk Live. It's episode number 32, 100 watts at a wire fallout with Christian K0STH. Recorded live on Thursday, September 22nd, 2016. I'm your host, Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ham Talk Live. Tonight, we will be joined by the... One and only Christian Kudnick, K0STH, the host of the wildly successful podcast, 100 Watts and a Wire, to talk about a fun weekend operating activity called Fallout. And we will take your calls live in just a few minutes. Last week, Skylar Fennell, KD0WHB, the 2016 Newsline Young Ham of the Year was here. If you missed the show, you can listen anytime at hamtalklive.com. Or you can download uh, the episode from iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, SoundCloud, or YouTube. Get your questions for Christian ready to go after the introduction. You can call us on Skype. Um, the username will be Ham Talk Live for that. Or you can call by telephone. The number is 812-NET-HAM-1. That's 812-638-4261. You can also send a question via Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at HamTalkLive, or you can post a comment on the website, and I'll let you know when it's time to call here in just a little bit. So I'll be back with Christian K0STH right after this word from Tower Electronics right here on HamTalkLive. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics has been the Ham's dime store since 1978, bringing connectors, antennas, cables, and other parts to the world. Scott and Jill travel the country bringing their store to you at HamFest, but you can also order online at pl-259.com or by calling 920-435-2973. Stock up on those supplies like PL-259 and end connectors, audio cables, mobile antennas, and hamsticks. Their silver-plated end connectors are even in use on the International Space Station. 
Tower Electronics is a dealer for MFJ, Comet, Daiwa, OPEC, Workman, and HamPro Technologies. Tower Electronics, online at pl-259.com, proud to sponsor this episode of Hamtalk Live. Hamtalk Live with Neil Rap. Five out of four people have trouble with fractions. Now, here's Neil Rapp with more Ham Talk Live. We'd like to thank Scott and Jill at Tower Electronics for sponsoring the show again tonight to help bring you Ham Talk Live. They'll be at the Cedarburg, Wisconsin Ham Fest this weekend. Call 920-435-2973 or visit their website at pl-259.com and tell them you heard it here on Ham Talk Live. Be sure to listen to Ham Talk Live every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time right here on hamtalklive.com. And if you miss the show, you can download the podcast from the website and most popular podcasting site. Christian Kudnick, K0STH, is originally from Baltimore, Maryland, and now resides in Metro St. Louis, Missouri. Christian began his broadcasting career in Baltimore, Maryland. During the early 1990s, he worked for Heritage Rock Station WIYY before moving to Philadelphia. In 1998, he joined WMMR, and Christian attained the number one ranked radio program in Philadelphia and was nominated for two air awards, including Best Field Reporting and Best Evening Program Host. In 2003, he moved to St. Louis, where he became a host for St. Louis Public Radio. He has received both Emmy and Telly Awards for his television work. His documentaries have aired on PBS. In 2010, Christian co-founded the nonprofit art organization Ballet Initiative, which works to train dancers and raise the profile of ballet. In August 2013, he created the first audio podcast devoted to the art of ballet. He also served as host and executive producer of National Blues Museum Radio. The show debuted in St. Louis February 7, 2014, and became syndicated to stations around the world. Christian was a regular contributor of a new ham segment for Ham Nation before launching 100 Watts in a Wire in May of 2015. 100 Watts in a Wire is a podcast celebrating amateur radio through the eyes of a new ham. The show features topical conversation and interviews, news, and an entertaining look at the adventures of a ham trying to figure it all out. Christian, welcome to Ham Talk Live. Hey, good evening, Neil, and happy birthday. Happy oh, birthday. thank you. We had to throw that in there, didn't we? Well, well, look, what an accomplishment to be the first ever in the history of this planet at, to be five-year-old and, and licensed amateurs, and I know they've come along since, but you were banging out the code and everything back then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, did, did the code the whole bit, so... Hey, thanks well, for thank having you. me. Yeah, thanks for thanks for coming on. Well, the, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, about your show and and some of the things that you're doing. But um, one of the things that we wanted to talk about right off the bat was this this thing called Fallout that's coming up that uh, 
is a new operating activity you, you, you dreamed up here, and, and you're starting that through uh, your podcast, 100 Watts and a Wire. So tell us all about Fallout and how we can participate. Well, I think everybody was bitten by the uh, National Parks on the Air bug. I, know, I certainly was. And, and getting a portable station set up, and, you know, fall is a great time. The last couple of weeks around here in Missouri, I, I joke about it being New Seattle because it rained so much this summer. It was ridiculous. I'm so glad to see fall. But uh, now it's getting a little cooler. Next weekend, the weather will break here. And it's just an opportunity for us as the 100 Watts in a Wire community to get out, get active, test our gear. We can really exercise our gear if we, if we choose to go outside. It's not mandatory, Neil. You can stay in. And uh, But what we were thinking about is, you know, it would be kind of cool to maybe try and level the playing field, although you never really can. I mean, field day is, you know, it's it's rough. It's hard to get a spot. Oh, if you're yeah. just, you know, you're doing 100 watts. Good luck to you, you know. Um, so I thought maybe we could try something just as an activity. You know, it's not a contest. It's not a special event. It's just our community getting together and getting on the air, we do a thing where we have 100 watts and a wire IDs. And these are free. The show is free, just like your show is free. But we have a website like you do. It's 100wattsandawire.com. And there's a tab called The Gathering. And what listeners will do is they'll give us their name, their call sign, and their email address. And they're sequentially issued an ID. And I, I wanted to exercise this a little bit, too, because we, we've got 1,800 people who possess these IDs now, and I'd love to hear them on the air. So people could make a game of it if they choose, you know, work different um, IDs, that sort of deal. But at its core, it's an opportunity to get us on the air and uh, work each other. You know, it could be five watts, whatever. Uh, you know, you could run high power, too. I'm just encouraging people, you know, use 100 watts or less um, and get on the air. It's really what we're doing. It's October 8th and 9th. Any band, any mode, any time. You can work 100 watts and a wire IDs. You can work anybody. There's really no rules to it. I just uh, would love to see people get out there and start calling CQ. And you can work from anywhere, but you're definitely encouraging people to get outside and go go enjoy the fresh air and the fresh radio waves. Yeah, no bugs, and hopefully things are, are going to be changing. It'll cool off a little bit where people are. Uh, but you can you can still be, and a lot of people don't have a portable station. I totally get it. It's not mandatory. That's the beauty of this thing is it's not a rule. There's no categories. You can get on the air and do whatever you want. But with uh, National Parks on the Air, I can't believe, you know, you know, it'll be over soon, and then maybe we'll get into the worldwide flora and fauna thing, which is, that's an interesting uh, program as well, where people are working around the world, you know. Um, I, I definitely encourage people who enjoy getting portable and maybe getting a little bum that National Parks on the Air will be coming to an end at the end of the year to look into the worldwide flora and fauna, and that's a program, and it continues, it's, it's ongoing. And I found that, and um, so maybe I can parlay the end of December with, you know, joining that one and learning all the rules. So, yeah. Yeah, I heard, heard your, um, your show about, uh, about the flora and, and fauna um, operating, and, and so that's, uh, that's a good way to transition into that. Um, I know I'm going to 
give it a shot. I'm <clears throat> still trying to figure out my schedule that weekend for fallout, but uh, I've been meaning to activate uh, the national park back uh, in my hometown of Vincennes, and and uh, so I'm going to try to knock it all out at once. I'm going to try to to go portable and go down there and and set up for a while. And I just got one of these new lithium iron phosphate batteries, so I got to go nice. try it out. Um, so thought, um, I better get a hold of one of these batteries. You know, you never know what's going to happen. So, True. uh, it's good to have one on hand. So we may take the ham stick and a rig and run down there and see what we can do. And try to find some other friends too. I mean, one of the things I liked about, I've, I've activated three parks. I think it's three, maybe four. Um, all, all in Missouri, except for the one near Dayton. And that was the Buffalo Soldiers. That was cool. I could, uh, before Dayton started, uh, I met Kilo India Nine Whiskey on a Thursday afternoon. Nobody was even around this national park. It was amazing. But I think the camaraderie of it, getting together with another ham, I probably slowed him down. He's, he's an activator that, you know, he's doing this as much as he can, over 100, whatever. Um, and me, I'm like talking, like we're talking now. I'm like, hey, yeah, so what is that, ladder line? And but the point being is you you have some fellowship, you get together with friends, and you can you can do it together, which is a great thing about the parks. Plus, you see all these beautiful things. But I may go and just activate in a field and uh, test my and then, equipment. You get and then faster. You can be you outstanding in your field. Yeah, outstanding. Hey, man, <laughs> you got a great laugh. Let it out. Let it out. You got you got to go stand in your own field. That's, that's I see what you did, and, and there you go. I see what you did. I, I like getting out there. I like testing antennas. I like to build them, and um, I was kind of trained uh, early in my ham radio career, I guess you'd call it. You know about compromise and not really compromising, and compromising was a bad thing. And I got to thinking, you know, like maybe this hobby isn't for me. I I really have to compromise. I don't have all the money. I don't have all the land. I may actually have to use a tuner at some point, maybe on 80 meters or 160. Um, so I was kind of programmed against the compromise. So portable operations early for me, I was like, ah, you may need a tuner. I don't know. It's kind of, and all of a sudden, you know, I got to thinking, why am I being told so much you you can only do it this way. The spirit of ham radio is to try different things. And if you're in an emergency situation, who cares if you get a tuner in, involved or if your uh, G5 RV isn't resonant? You know, here at my home, you know, I like my antennas to actually work for me, and that's just my preference. But out in the field, it's a different game. And I think anytime you can get your radio out, get an antenna up, test it, and do it, the more you do it, you know, at least for me, I've gotten a little faster. I'm really slow, Neil. These portable ops, you know, I used to go, for, and but I'm a, I'm a tinkerer too. I'm going to put the antenna up, and I'm going to test it. You know, I'm checking it out. I'm an antenna analyzer. Well, you know, it's working on 20. Well, not so good on 40, and oh, uh, well, eh. You know, so I'm out there doing it like that. I'm curious to see how the performance is going. Some people are just out there to bang it out. And so whatever your preference is, this activity day or weekend, indoor, outdoor, whatever you want, just get on the air. I know there's 1,800 people out there with these IDs, and it would be fun to hear them passed along 
you know, over that weekend. And if you're somewhere, just say where you are, you know, give a true signal report. No big, no big deal. Just kind of get out there and have fun. And if you don't have an ID, do it anyway. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because there's more people, as you know, you and I have talked about listeners before, right? I mean, we have over 700,000 licensed amateurs in our country alone. Japan has over a million. You know, the UK, when you put everybody in one big pot, you and I, quite frankly, Neil, aren't really, we're scratching the surface. There's a big audience out there. And the point being is more people don't know about us than do. And I think what's worked well with 100 Watts and a Wire is that it's an inclusive sort of thing. Um, I started it because I felt that I was asking my Elmers or anybody who's getting into ham radio, and here's that term, like a mentor, I was asking them so many questions. I started to feel bad. And I thought, you know, I probably need to leave them alone. I, I'm never going to learn all this right away. And so up crops 100 watts in a wire where you're just kind of following me along. And then I ask people who know things to kind of teach me. K3LR, you know, came by and talked about tower safety. Um, uh, lots of other people about emergency communications and that sort of thing. Teach me so and I can kind of pass it along. And then the Facebook community uh, soon followed, and it became a safe place where people could ask questions of people. And if anybody came along that was like, oh, and they come from time to time, oh, you should know that that was on your test. And Neil, as you know, I mean, you took your test 100 years ago, 40 years ago, for Pete's sake. <laughs> the tests don't give you all the practical things. You know, you have to right. kind of pass the test and get out there and learn a little bit. Um, so the community online, the digital community is a way where people can ask questions in a safe place, even if they go to the mundane and they come back again and again with different people, it's okay. The community is sort of accepting. Um, and the ones who get frustrated, the guys who know a lot, but aren't interested in passing it along or think it's a dumb question, they sort of weed themselves out. You know, this is a, this really is a place where people can come and and uh, share the information and the the joy of it, really. So you get yeah. the podcast uh, that happens in the early part of the week. You get a couple days on Thursday nights like this when you're on. You see gatherings crop up on the air. People in the community are calling CQ and trying to work and talk and meet other people. So this activity day was a way to kind of take it out more organize it a little bit, give some time to talk about it. Thank you for letting me talk about it, by the way, because, oh, you know, sure. it's hard. It's it's hard to get people to come together at any time, really. I mean, you know, so. Yeah, well, we wanted to uh, to get some promotion out there on it and and get things going. And, and you did a perfect segue into my next question, which was going to be about um, the community, because, uh, you know, my, my day job is teaching. And, and and even this week, uh, I've heard some questions that I just want to go, what? <laughs> you know, but if you do that, you, you often discourage them from asking those questions. And if they don't know, they need to ask those questions. And so you've you've really worked hard at making, especially I see the Facebook community a lot. 
uh, you've worked hard at making sure that that Facebook community, that, that group of people, um, have a safe place to ask these questions so that they're not intimidated and everybody jumps in and, and, and gives, you know, their two cents worth, but, but it's, it's a safe place where they're not going to feel like, you know, oh my gosh, I shouldn't ask this question. I, you know, I should know this already, or, or somebody's going to jump down my throat because, you know, I'm supposed to know that, you know? And, and so you've done a, a great job with that. And I think that, uh, that's something that was, uh, very much needed because Elmer's, uh, sometimes can be few and far between. And think about the next generation as a teacher, you know, this and you, and you, you know, You've got a club there. You're teaching the next generation. Think about the great knowledge of the Elmers that are here today when they pass. There's a big gap between you and me and, uh, I will say, people in their, say, 50s, and then it goes 70s, 80s. You know what I mean? There's an interesting demographic when you look at the information being passed. You know, sure, I wanted a safe place. Um, I you know, I started it off because I knew I was asking a lot and I had joined some other groups. I don't even know what they're called anymore, but you know, it was kind of like, wow, really, man, you're asking that question. I knew that I didn't want 100 Watts in a Wire to be that, you know? Uh, So the show follows my struggles. It follows my success. And then I'll talk to somebody even like yourself, who's got 40 years in the game that can kind of open doors and go, oh, Ah, oh, so with Facebook sort of feeds into the show, you know, it gives um, some of that content is naturally being created. The people can express uh, happiness or unhappiness with the show or or raise questions or, hey, can you talk about this idea? Um, So moderating it has become easy. I don't like to edit. As much, you know, that was another thing. I didn't want to really edit or censor anyone. Uh, so kind of putting the point out there quickly that, look, it's not going to be tolerated if you, you know, you put some weird thing up there. We don't buy and sell and show all that kind of stuff on, you know, on the page. That that kind of opens you up to a new thing if you're buying sure, and selling sure. stuff. So we don't really do that. But, you know, I don't know what I'm doing, man. But the people seem to like it, which is cool. And it's safe, so you can come there, and and uh, you feel that on the air sometimes too. You know, you when you do these shows and the podcast, it's not quite. It, it is like radio in some ways, but you put this podcast up here. You are you take a file and you're uploading it, and you know who knows where it's going and who knows when they're listening exactly. You don't know if they're reacting to what's funny or what you're trying to do, or if they like it. So. Things like the fallout, it's an opportunity to get that feedback. Being on the air and having a gathering on the air like that really gives you a chance to to hear the people. And that's really important, too. Again, same with the Facebook page. You get to see the reaction, uh, and you can gauge what they want, what they're interested in. So it's a good resource for me, too. I keep keep it safe, and they keep me in, in content and topics. And you've had a, a variety of, of things, even from, you know, from from ham radio things to even health issues and personal struggles with people that sometimes, you know, people reach out and 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 
and are helped through that group. Yeah, we had one, and I I won't go too deep into it. Uh, but Jim, he's in our group, and he had a, he has some family issues at home, and he just needed a place to go and and not vent. But I think he just was looking for an outlet, and I think it was really humbling for me to see that he's dealing with things, Neil, that we're we don't you know we don't people don't talk about you know these struggles inner inner family struggles. And again, not to single him out, but he, he, of course, he went public with it. And the outpouring of support was really touching. You know, it's keep your chin up, you know, and hang in there, man. And, and I've been there. And, you know, so it's, it doesn't always have to be so radio related. We are other things. We're ham radio operators, yes. But, you know, we love sports and we love other hobbies and um, music whatever it may be, uh, it, it just became a place where it's almost like a club, but a friendly place, predominantly radio, but sometimes when you need to be held up. Oh, another thing, Neil, is what I really like is when somebody gets an upgrade. Somebody will get an upgrade from tech to general or general to um, extra class, and the outpouring of congratulations is oh yeah it's great and you yeah, do it they too. Take pic- they take pictures of the CSCEs and pop them up there and oh yeah I'm always liking those because uh, that's that's a great uh, way to to support people in their quest for an upgrade. And you're a member of the group too, and we're ha- we're so happy to have you. We've got some a lot of support. Don Wilbanks AE5DW, um, he's been supportive of of my work in general. Um. And so he's a member of the group. So I think there there are some very notable, prominent hams also that are around and they're active. Uh, we we recently started a 100 watts and a wired D star net. Right? Not everybody has D star. Not everybody likes every mode. We get it. But um, we came into a generous offer from our friends in Canada. There's a reflector REF 026B. And on Tuesday night, Jeff, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm spacing on his calls. I'm bad with that. Touch of dyslexia I have. But um, Jeff hosted every night or every Tuesday night, 7 o'clock. And it's just another way to, for people to reach out through another mode and say, hey. And he usually does some sort of question like, what was, you know, your first big DX or, you know, these kinds of things that engage the community. So it really, community became sort of the word. Group was the the beginning, and members, you know, and, and it evolved into you know a sense of community. Yeah, definitely a, a great community um, for people to check out. So check that out. A hundred watts and a wire, and uh, remind us again of the dates of the the fallout and what we're supposed to do real quick, and then yeah. uh, then we're going to take our break. You're going to pay the bills. Is that we're what gonna, you're going to do? We're going to pay some bills. Roger a few, that. A few of them. Rocking. I don't know right, about I, all of them, but yeah, just you know, yeah, of you, right? You're gonna pay me, pay the Skype bill because I'm 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 typing the invoice now. No, October eighth and 9th, any band, any mode you'd like, any time of day, indoors or outdoors, you can get on the air. Call 100 watts and a wire, Fallout, and a simple exchange. You know, if you're interested, you can share your 100 watts IDs. If you're curious to what it's all about, ask these people. They'll tell you what they dig about the community or 
and how you can get involved. And I would visit 100wattsandawire.com, click on the Gathering tab, and that way you can get your ID. And if you want to play along, you want to keep track of how many you made, all great. Again, not a contest. Um, it's not even a special event. It's a, it's a chance for the community, the people who are in it, uh, Elmers and newbies and everybody alike, to get in, get on the air, and try to make contacts. Encouraged us to get outside if you can. Uh, enjoy this weather. It should be breaking here before um, October 8th and 9th. And go low power. I did hear a lot of a struggle with field day. Field day is great. Great purpose. Um, you know, but that could be different power, different batteries, generator power. I'm saying let's get out 100 watts or less and just get on the air. So that's it, Neil. That's really the crux of the 100 watts in a wire fallout. All right. Well, we hope everybody gets out there and gives that a shot. And we'll be back, and uh, we're going to take your calls live with Christian right after this word from the ham station here on Ham Talk Live. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by the ham station. For 35 years, the ham station has brought new and used radios, antennas, accessories, and equipment to the amateur radio community. Give Jeff or Dan a call at 1-800-729-4373 or order online at hamstation.com. Hamstation carries all the major brands like Icom, Yaesu, and Kenwood. Shop from a wide selection of radio scanners, MFJ accessories, Heil Sound products, Mirage and Ameritron amplifiers, Cushcraft antennas, and more. Easy online shopping and fast shipping are waiting for you at hamstation.com or call one 800 729-4373. The Ham Station, proud to sponsor this episode of Ham Talk Live. CQ, CQ, CQ. You're listening to Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp. Join the conversation. Call us on voice with Skype at Ham Talk Live or give us a call at 812-NET-HAM-1. That's 812-638-4261. Now, here's more Ham Talk Live. Welcome back to Ham Talk Live. The ham station has you covered for both new and used equipment. Give Dan or Jeff a call at 800-729-4373 or go to hamstation.com and Tell them you heard it right here on Ham Talk Live. And be sure to listen to Ham Talk Live every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time right here on HamTalkLive.com. Also check out our Facebook page and our Twitter feed. Just search for Ham Talk Live. It's time for uh, you to place your calls now. Um, oh, looks like we just missed one. Uh, it's time for your calls. So if you have a question for Christian, call 812 812- Net Ham One. That's eight one two six three eight four two six one. Or you can Skype us at Ham Talk Live or tweet Ham Talk Live. Um, and make sure you you turn down uh, the the stream if you're listening uh, when you call, so uh, we don't have a big feedback loop there. So um, we missed it. We missed a call here. So call back. Oh, there we go. We have a call. Hello. Who's this? Is Jason Whiskey Three Alpha Alpha X Ray Number Eight Hundred Four? Hi, Jason. Thanks for uh, calling Ham Talk Live. What's your uh, question here for Christian? Hey, Christian. Uh, just wanted to know what your uh, what you thought the biggest challenge was when you do portable operations 
I myself have banning conditions, and I'll use the uh, Voicat point-to-point prediction on Voicat.com to look at bands and conditions and which antennas to use and what time, et cetera. I just wanted to know what you thought. Well, Mike, thanks for that question. Thanks for calling, man. That's great. Um, I've got really limited experience a handful of times, several times at my house, right? So I can go out in the field and it's it's easy. I took a trip. Um, I've got family in Montana and a couple different areas of Montana. And over 4th of July, I stayed in Livingston, Montana, which I didn't know was so windy. And I put my um, my antenna up. I set up. It's a it's a ranch, really. I mean, there's cows and horses and everything. And so I'm right there in the middle of it. And I got set up, and I was actually over top of a uh, cow fence, electric fence. And all I kept hearing was, and I was like, this stupid radio, you know. And I was like, I was ready to, you know, throw the radio. So you know, I make some urgent calls, and I'm like, or text, you know, what what is wrong? And I explain, and I was over top of you know this deal. Uh, this electric fence was killing me. And uh, I ended up going out the next day. I, I totally quit because I mentioned before, I'm really slow setting up. I'm getting a little better, but uh, that was a big challenge for me. Um, I, I decided to work through it. I eventually moved probably 40 yards away from the fence in a bigger kind of pasture. Uh, but the wind out there was tough. And I think a challenge for me is I should probably get myself more acclimated with what you mentioned, learning about the conditions a little bit more. Um, I can look up and see the weather patterns there. In big sky country, you could see a rain cloud miles away, and I had no idea if it was coming. One time I took things down. you know. So I could probably get better with... Um, you know, solar understanding, what's happening, beyond the basic weather forecast. It's kind of, for me, with with a family, a young family, um, I'll steal a little time here, and whatever's happening, as long as it's not lightning, I'll go out and try to do it, you know. So I'm, my planning is way out, like this thing in October, and uh, anytime they go to a party, I'll run out there. In the rain, I, it doesn't matter. So I've got some things to... Uh, to learn, certainly. And I need to get over the hump of, you know, maybe your antenna is not going to be resonant out there, just like it is at home. Uh, so that's kind of it. What's your problem? What What are you trying to do better? Well, like you said, it, it's it's tough on conditions. Like sometimes I go to do a soda summit, for example, the summits on the year. And one time I remember I went to Pennsylvania and I was you know, going to a mountain that's never been activated before. It was only a one-pointer, so everybody's not trying to get there, you know, to do this. But I get up there, and I notice there's, like, two giant radio towers that are used for, you know, the regional radio stations, of course. But I didn't realize how much uh, QRM, how much interference I was going to get from this because of power lines and other things that were in the area as well. And the noise floor was literally an S7, S8. So, and I'm out there with a QRP rig, KX3, and uh, Alex loop, uh, a small bended loop antenna, trying to get out. And I'm, you know, it, lucky if I get one QSO and it's a three-three both ways kind of thing. So, that's uh, another challenge, like you just said. But I appreciate you taking my question, and I'll hope to see you on the fallout on October 8th and 9th. Hey, thanks so much. All right, Carl, thanks so much for calling. Appreciate the call. All right, 7-3. Good night. 
812-NET-TAM-1 is the phone number, 812-NET-TAM-1, or you can Skype at HamTalkLive, or you can tweet at HamTalkLive. And uh, we'll we'll see if we get uh, get some more calls here. And we, we have another little activity planned if, if we don't. But we'll, we'll hey, Neil, you know what? To do that. Another thing with the portable ops is that, you know, you start to think so much, what do you need? You know what I mean? And it seems like I needed to take everything. And it was, it's kind of ridiculous. So one of the things I'm trying to work on is really focusing the essentials. You know, I've got a bag over here with antennas in it. I'm not going to set up a one, like a 160 or an 80 dipole that I threw together. You know, I, so there's a lot of editing I need to do. Oh, yeah. Uh, just, you always got, wanted to, like, take, take the kitchen sink and, you know. I did take everything. the kitchen sink because you need that. You're going to need that and all the tools, all the connectors. But, you know, I I don't want to rely just on battery power to the vehicle. So you've got your batteries, you've got your coax. And but the rule the is, though, that whatever you don't take is what you will need. Right. Exactly. So I'm so in my infancy with the portable ops that – uh that's that's a big one I'm still trying to edit and figure out. I don't need all this stuff out there. Yeah. Well, we've got another call on the line. Who's this? This is Don, Cuba Bravo 2, Yankee Sierra India, number 915. Hey, Don. All right. We've got Don here. Go ahead. Um, I don't really have a question. I just wanted to say thank you to the both of you for being good hams. Um, I've pointed people to both of your shows as uh, the good ones to, to mentor on instead of some of those that are not. So just wanted to say thank you very much and keep up the great shows. Thanks, man. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we, uh, we appreciate that. That's, uh, that's the thing, you know, we, Christian and I have talked a lot about, uh, you know, there's room for everybody and would try to do things and, you know, Christian's got the community thing going. I I couldn't handle that. I I don't have the time to put into that. But You're he's got the community, like and then I've got the yeah, and then I've got you know this thing going on. So no, what you what you have though is frightening to guys like me. And I remember when you were talking to me about this, and I was like, wow, I bet you those conversations, if they were around, they would have my nervousness about. A call-in show? I mean, holy cow. So it's very ambitious, what you do, and it's very much the now. So you've got your own thing happening. You know what I mean? I don't know when my, when my team's listening. I don't know. Uh, but you're, you're walking a tightrope out there, and I admire that. You're well, crazy. it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. Really haven't had any, any trouble, or as, as you like to say, the, the Alpha Hotels. Yes, you will. You'll get them now, I'm sure. And you're going and and on Twitter today, you said you were going to list all the Alpha oh, hotels right. that were out yes. there. So I've, I've got a scroll. You got, you like got the, that list? It's a scroll. <laughs> I throw it and it rolls across the floor. You don't have time, but maybe I'll come back. You'll let me back and we'll do it. Uh, oh my goodness! Eight one two Net Ham one is the phone number. Help get me get me out of this. 812-NET-TAM-1 or Skype, uh, Ham Talk Live. We've got time for one more. Uh, so we'll, we'll pause here for a moment uh, for a call. 812-NET-TAM-1. And uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you do the community. I, I just, I, I just. Well, I don't know how you did I, I, code I at five years old. And and what do you think about the new five-year-olds who are out there? Are you one of these, oh, you were a no-code five-year-old, you little Oh, jerk. no, 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 no. I could see you kind of tripping no, a five-year-old no, no. that just got his license and yeah, thinking, what, you know, you didn't even have to do code. Beep, beep. What, what, when I got my ham license and had to walk, to, you know, uphill both ways through 10 feet of snow and a Sharknado, you know, I, I stayed had to in code. Oh, we got another call here. Right on. Welcome. Who's this? Hello. My name is Jim. And actually, my call is N3RNC number 261. And uh, I think you me earlier. And uh, I just wanted to kind of reach out and tell everybody that I was just so amazed, along with Christian, about the, uh, just the outreach. Uh, that uh, I've gotten, uh, there was a guy that said, don't go through this alone. His name's Jeff. And he says, I'm 50 miles away. He emails me his phone number. And uh, he said, not only we'll fix your antenna, we can do something. It was just the coolest thing. Hey, Jim, why don't you just put it in context, it just just briefly, because he's going to have to roll here. But why don't you summarize what happened, if you're okay with that? I am certainly okay with that. Uh, what happened is my son um, overdosed on heroin. Uh, this was like a month ago, and uh, a little less than that, about three weeks ago. And very tough time. He was in the hospital for two days. And uh, when the doctor said that they think he's going to make a full recovery, it was just amazing. Uh, and we were just so thankful. However, uh, the rest, as far as rehab, as far as it's going to happen again, all these things were looming over me. And it was just, it was kind of making me crazy. And so I drove him to rehab. And on the way back, from rehab, not on the way, well, on the way back, I went to the shipwreck tavern and I was eating a cheeseburger and I was just starting to think, eh, maybe they're right about this ham radio thing that is obsolete and all this stuff. And then I drive home and I see my butternut, which for about three or four weeks, uh, it's a vertical. It has, it was broken down. It fell over, uh, in the wind and I just didn't do anything with it. Just been sitting there. And I started thinking, uh, I was at the, this tavern thinking ham radio is probably obsolete. And then as soon as I see that antenna, I think, maybe I can fix that. And it's almost like when you get bitten by the bug, it doesn't want to release you that easily. So uh, anyway, I have ordered all these parts, and I have a few people uh, from the group that are going to help me work on it. So it's just really an exciting thing. And as I said, I was a little concerned about uh, sharing that with the group because it was kind of a personal thing, but I just felt so much like they're my friends. And I just wanted to say that I really appreciate that a lot. And I appreciate you, Christian. And I think... I remember a guy on MMR, because I'm in the fringe, and I've been listening to it, a guy named Chris Nick. I think that might have been you. Is that correct? 
Christian, I just used Christian there in uh, MMR at MMR, and I know Neil's got a wrap here. So yeah, I, but, we hey, go. listen, I think I think I'm so happy and uh, that that you uh, found some solace in the group, and I can't really follow that up, Neil. Man, I, you may as well take it home. That's that's about as good as it gets. Thank yeah, you so much. Thank Kim. you so much for calling, and and we're glad that uh, that you uh, were able to uh, to find some help on there. That's uh, absolutely great. And thanks, Christian, for providing a place for that to happen. Well, that's a wrap for this week's edition of Ham Talk Live. Thanks to my guest, Christian, K0STH. Also, thanks to uh, our assistant producer, Nick, KC9GZY, for being on standby. We ran out of time uh, tonight, but thanks for being there. And uh, we'll invite everybody back next Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time when Ralph Fedor, K0IR, will be here to talk about the upcoming de-expedition to Bouvet Island. And for a list of all of our upcoming guests, visit HamTalkLive.com. So for now, for Christian, who reminds you to stay above the noise, this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying 7375, and may the good DX be yours.